0: Thank you for joining us on Socialist Tuesday, where you'll hear from the Socialist team. Socialists, a sewing blog for everyone. So, Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging A big sponsor shout-out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Let's welcome back the socialist fit guru, Gabby Brown, of the Dear Gabby series. You'll know Gabby as the socialist technical fashion designer and fit specialist. Gabby, thanks for coming back onto Socialist Tuesday. Thanks, Maria, for having me. It's always a pleasure. And listeners, I think you'll love today's topic. It's how to start thinking about grading. Not always incredibly interesting, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) can be very interesting once you start fitting.
0: I think the importance around this topic is that if you've gotten to the point where you've been using some basic patterns and you're not quite happy with how they fit or the sizing, I think Gabby can walk us through how to start thinking about grading before you actually attempt it.
1: So the first thing to understand about grading... And this is the only part that I'm going to talk about like, you know, nitty gritty number stuff is that what you have to know is that it's essentially taking a circumference. So you're taking a circle that goes around the body and then exponentially increasing or decreasing based on whatever your grade rule is for your base size. Sounds a little complicated. So standard grading rule would be a two inch body circumference, but that can be three inches or four inches depending on what the size range is that you're grading for. I don't want to say gender, the biological sex silo that you're grading for, male, female, you know, ages. And then when you're thinking about that circle that's grading that total of two inches per size as you go out, it every single point that you measure has a little tiny breakdown of that total circumference measurement. So for now, I'm just talking about circumferences. So for your body circumference, your total measurement will grow two inches, but say your front bust will only increase one inch, and then your back chest measurement will increase the other inch. So add those together and you get your circumference. So then if you're grading for something like your across shoulder and your neck width, all of those points add up to half of your body circumference. Okay or depending on how you're grading and what the style is, a different version of that. So you're adding together all of these teeny tiny measurements to equal that same body circumference circle. And then vertically, depending on how tall you are and how the body is growing and attaining mass, you will add those specific measurements. Now, all of this stuff comes from, at least in the United States, from the ASTM standards that were started in the 1940s by the military, measuring different people's bodies and setting up standard measurements for those. So that was the very, very beginning. And then as companies kind of um, evolved, we can talk about vanity sizing and all that stuff, which is a whole nother conversation, (laughs) but based on who you're designing for, you might change those measurements. For instance, if I am fitting for juniors, which in the United States is anywhere from late preteen to age 18, yep. your body is still growing vertically as well as attaining mass around your circumference. So you have to build an additional vertical length grading into your patterns than you would, say, if you were working only on Missy sizing. And in that case, you would only be building in vertical length grades based on the mass attainments and not the body actually growing taller.
0: Now that makes sense because you're not growing as an adult unless you get to, you know, post 50s and you start to shrink.
1: Right, absolutely. I think it's so valuable for pattern makers and graders to have a working knowledge of anatomy because the more you understand about the body, the more you can understand how to grade things correctly for growing bodies and or shrinking bodies as the case may be. I brought it up. So, something like, for an example, this is kind of my favorite example of a grading conundrum. If you're grading in women's, so say your neck width, people tend to grade a neck width extending out from the neck every single size and the neck drop every single size. The back neck drop doesn't grade every single size, but all the rest of it, a lot of people traditionally do. And that gets you into problems when you get into plus sizing because a lot of people will just continue those grades up further as many sizes as they can cram in. But the reality is you don't need the neck opening to grade at every single point for every single size. And that is, I think, where that knowledge of anatomy really helps you out. Seeing different bodies, seeing bodies of every different size wearing something, and why a lot of times in ready-to-wear plus-size apparel, I'll use the term plus-size even though I think in the sewing community, some people prefer fat or different other terminology. I use plus size just because that's how I've been trained. But once you get up to the larger sizes, a lot of those necklines are too big and the shoulders hang far, far off where the actual shoulder point is. The sleeves are too long. Because again, like we talked about, the body's not getting taller. Mm. It's just attaining mass. So how are you grading that excess ease into the garment so it doesn't fit poorly following proper grading. So it's essential to look at that grading on, if you can, every single size for a pattern company. But you know, obviously that is so expensive to do something like that. So anyway, so that's kind of like the big idea of grading is, you know, you're building out or in your garments based on your base size, whatever your base size measurements are.
0: You're right. If the company understands bodies, you won't get those issues of necklines expanding when in reality it doesn't.
1: Right. And that is something that is actually a useful terminology to know. So there's even grading, like I talked about, every single size grading out. Yeah. And then jump grading. And jump grading is what I wish more people would do, which is not every single size needs to grade. So maybe every other size takes the grade. So that way, by the time you get four sizes up, it's only graded a small amount rather than the full amount that you would have if every single size did. So, as we're talking about this kind of thing and kind of building off the PDF pattern wish list discussion. Yes. This is where things get kind of into the Gabby wish list of just big picture changes to pattern making. So, we have all these standards that have existed for so 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 long, but now we're really understanding bodies and different sizing, and people's bodies are changing. In the medieval era, people were so much shorter, so much tinier than they are now, and a lot of that is due to nutrition. But our standards have not also changed based on that information. So for example, like I was saying, the ASTM standards that started in the 1940s, some of that stuff we still use to this day, but the bodies that we are grading for or fitting for are totally different. And body types based on ethnicity biological sex as well, age, all that stuff changes over time. So yeah, it's really fascinating to think about. So here's that, like, it's kind of boring, but it's really cool.
0: (laughs) It is really cool. So if I'm new to grading, Mm -hmm. what one or two things should I keep in mind when I start going down this journey of trying to grade patterns for me? So
1: if you're grading custom, then you're just going to keep in mind your measurements and where you want that shaping to go. If you are grading for a size group, you're going to figure out what your sizing integrity is. So for example, this is half an inch, half an inch, half an inch. And I'm going to keep that measurement. So say it's my base side starts at 13. Then I'll go to 13 and a half and 14 on one side. And then 12 and a half and 12 on the other side for say a tiny cross shoulder measurement. But if you're just grading for you, then the grading is more about keeping the shapes of your pattern happy and sewing together Yes. Then it is maintaining that size integrity that's really important for something like ready-to-wear, where you are fitting for the average of the style or you're trying to keep things in their own little groups.
0: Because I've tried to grade and then the same lines don't match. So that makes sense.
1: That's one of the things to keep in mind when you're doing anything like grading in between sizes. I don't recommend grading anywhere outside of two to three sizes based on whatever your size is because otherwise you start getting really intense shaping in your lines. I'm thinking of a bust waist hip as I'm moving my hand. But when you do that kind of thing where the changes are so drastic, you'll start creating drag lines where there weren't any before. So the more gradual you can keep those shapes, the better. And then obviously also making sure that your seam lines match unless you are on purpose building ease in somewhere. And then also making sure that your seam transitions, say your two underarm sleeve points are 90 degree angles and that they match up and sew together so you don't end up with a weird point. So yeah, those are always things to keep into consideration when you're just changing a pattern, but especially if you are grading anywhere in between things. One other thing that I can talk about for grading is that when people are grading for patterns or for ready-to-wear, a lot of times what will happen is the grader will start from a measurement chart that's called a grade table. So your base size measurements go in the very center and then everybody else's measurements extend on either side from there. And you build those measurements out using formulas. The easiest way to do this is in Excel, for example. So like I said before, you know, minus half an inch, minus half an inch, plus half an inch, plus half an inch on the other side, pop in your base side and it auto-populates your grade. So that is your grade rule for that particular point of measurement. But the entire thing is called a grade table. And they can be very intense to look at. It is a gigantic page full of numbers and it is very intense. And if you don't really understand what you're looking at, it can be overwhelming. But in terms of grading, that's a lot of times where pattern makers will start. Is that table of measurements. So one of my main points of always of sewing and fitting is taking your measurements, knowing the measurements on your pattern, because those are so, so important, especially knowing that that's how that pattern was engineered, basically based on somebody else's measurements.
0: And also understanding the amount of ease that that pattern maker has yep. put into that pattern.
1: Yes, absolutely. Wearing ease is a whole thing, isn't it?
0: We won't go down that
1: path, but yeah, you need
0: to check on that.
1: Yes. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Perfect. So yeah, I think that's like
0: a good initial thinking into, into the world of grading. So that's a lot for new people who are thinking about grading or mm-hmm. making sure their patterns are graded correctly to start doing a bit of research on yeah. when they're planning to go down the path of making sure that whatever pattern they're using is sized for them.
1: Yes. The very first thing to understand is measurements. Yep. The second thing is measurements. And the third thing is measurements. Okay, so measurements, right? <laughs> it's that, that, that'd be chic. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, also understanding that we're working around a circumference circle and that everything kind of extends or you know decreases from that initial base size. And then, of course, we didn't even touch on how to actually grade a real pattern. And there are so many different resources for this on how to... A lot of people shift their patterns. Yeah, there, there are machines that do this. They're really fascinating. There's a whole world of this stuff. So maybe we can touch on that at different times. Grading
0: is a huge topic. It's a huge topic. And as we know, you're also a very prolific Googler when you do your research. Yeah. <laughs> so I can see that happening already. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a list. Okay, great. Gabby, thanks again for coming on to Socialist Tuesday on So Organized Style Podcast to talk us through grading. Thanks a lot, Maria. It was really a pleasure. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of Soul Organized Style Podcast was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, for the socialist team, with permission of Gabby Brown, soundbybensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, spelled with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and from all good podcast apps. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.